and welcome back to The One Where I Met Your Mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. And today, you and I just got done watching Season 1, Episode 5 of Friends and Season 1, Episode 5 of How I Met Your Mother. But we're going to start, as per usual, uh, with me uh, walking us through the Friends episode. Yeah. No, that's not right. We start by revisiting our predictions. Oh. I gotta get this right. We'll never get it. No, we'll get it right eventually. I don't think we will. By the time we get it right, maybe we'll have theme music. Yeah. Uh, people who are listening to this have probably heard theme music since episode one, but we uh, don't have it yet. We don't We're have recording anything. a bunch. Yeah. Um, so wait, we have to revisit the, the, challenge, the, the uh, uh, challenge accepted predictions. Um I like how there's no banter up top. We just go like straight into it. Do you like that? Or do you want to add some banter? No, I a lot of podcasts do banter. I mean, some people like it. Some people don't. I guess we don't need it. How about from now on? Let's we're like figuring out the show on air. Yeah. Should I start with when I say like, I'm David and you say you're Natalie. And then I say, how are you? And then we like banter. Yeah. I guess the weird thing is you and I live together and talk all you the time. You know how I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing new. <laughs> it is the vernal equinox. Um, yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess we could talk about like things going on in the world in general. Yeah. We, uh, we to. made a grocery run today. We did. Yeah. Um, what else? <laughs> it's still quarantine. Some... So we didn't really do anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had some muesli for breakfast. I'm trying to think what to tell you that you don't know. It's like on my other podcast when I'm like the banter at the top with me and, and Tyler, who I, with whom I co-host Battleship Pretension, it's actually us like catching up because we haven't right. talked for a yeah. week, but you and I talk all day every day. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's nix that idea. But I mean, it's, you know, at some point, uh, the quarantine will be over. The going to have normal lives. I mean, yeah. We might have more more things where we won't be literally just up in each other's business all day, every day. Right. <laughs> Not that I'm complaining, mind you. Yeah, kind of are. Um, yeah, I guess I like, like, um, you know, my daily routine, like <laughs> so much that I'm like embarrassed. I wish I didn't know <laughs> so much about your routine. Because <laughs> I, I, I live a very structured yes. daily life. Yeah. I have specific times uh, that I do specific things and like the fact that you are so aware of like, Oh, it's time for David to check the weather and open the windows based on the temperature. Right. Yeah. That's not, that's not a lot of people. That's not an embarrassing one. I have plenty of embarrassing ones. (laughs) We're not going to discuss that right now. Okay. Well, there there you go. We did some banter. Perfect. Done. So the challenge accepted predictions I predicted. So the friends episode that we watched today is called the one with the East German laundry detergent. And uh, I predicted there would be some sort of, like, xenophobic mm-hmm. joke about, like, immigrants mm-hmm. uh, doing laundry. Uh, there wasn't. Instead, it was based on kind of a homophobic joke. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I don't, I think it was, like, yeah, I guess, I think of it more as, like, a, um, I don't know, like, a heteronormative I guess. Okay. Joke. Okay. Because uh, um, Chandler was telling Ross that his like laundry detergent was, or his fabric softener was. Clearly like, it was like Snuggle. He, he called it Snuggles. Yeah. 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 So it was the brand Snuggle, 
but Ross didn't want to be like a cuddly bear because that's too like emasculating. So he bought what he thought would be masculine detergent. Uber Vice. Uber Vice. <laughs> so it was like a giant. Yeah. I think the only powder. Thing, yeah. The only thing I guess big and masculine about it was the size of it. Right. And I guess like I feel like the German language is like equ- equated with it sort of like uh, a rough unsentimental like. You know, like, uh, uh, I guess you think of Arnold Schwarzenegger or whatever. I mean, he's yeah. Austrian, but... Right, uh, right, right, right. Uh, no, I, I get that, but it also speaks to how Ross feels about Rachel if he thinks that she would judge him based on his choice of laundry detergent. Like, that's so lame. But um, but Rachel is... We're already getting into the episode here, but Rachel is pretty shallow. She <laughs> Maybe is. she would. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's laundry detergent. Like... And that's, that's another thing we, have. we learned that she doesn't know shit about doing laundry anyway, so she wouldn't know what to judge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm going to say I was wrong. Yeah. Um, you were also wrong, though. Yes. You predicted that OK Awesome, which is the name of How I Made Your Mother Season 1, Episode 5, was going to be a new Barney catchphrase. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's not. It's, I mean, he did say it. Yeah, but it's not going to be a, retur- a recurring thing. I think I'm more correct okay. than you are, though. Yeah. Then you get the point. Barney did say OK Awesome yes. in the episode. Yes. But yeah, you're right. It wasn't. It wasn't. But I think you get the point. It, it was Barney. If one, if, either, if one of us is going to get a point, it's going to be you. OK. OK. Okay, so that's where we started with the, uh, that, that's how we actually start the show. Then we get into me Doing a walking us through the Friends episode, which okay. again is called the one with the East German laundry detergent, which is like, that's one gag in yeah. the entire and it's so minor. episode. Like, I, is that, is that going to be a thing going forward that they name it after something really minor or... Did maybe the writers think the East German laundry detergent was joke was going to be more memorable? Yeah, I think it's like funny to them. Like it was such a minor gag. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So, but you don't know going forward, are we going to see more where the episode name no. is? No, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't actually know. Uh, okay, so here's what actually happened in the episode. We start off with them sitting at their their table, their couch and chairs at the at Central Perk, right? Yeah. And they're having this exhaustingly dated battle uh, of the sexes, battle of the sexes type episode. Like, so, oh no, women have it better because blah, and no, men have it better because blah. Uh, and it was, uh, it, I, I'm realizing we'll we'll get to comparing the actual shows, but th- this is kind of getting ahead of myself. Like how I met your mother is a show that gets better as it goes on because it finds new things about itself. I think friends, my, my prediction based on what we're seeing and what I know of the show is that friends is actually going, it's the opposite. It's going to get better by chipping away at some of the stuff that feels false. You know, we t- we've talked about, in the early episodes, the like commenting on TV shows that uh, felt mm, very false, mm-hmm. and this sort of like uh, uh, dated. It's very, it's very dated, and, and it felt it, it probably felt on trend at the time to have those kind of that kind of dialogue, but it doesn't yeah. feel honest coming from the show or from the characters. But I think like Seinfeld did that also, just kind of like fake, like the fake <laughs> orgasms or like the sex. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, Seinfeld was already on for four years before right. Friends. They did it better. And yeah. Seinfeld was maybe one of the reasons 
uh, Seinfeld and like uh, I was going to say Quentin Tarantino but Pulp Fiction wouldn't be till the next year but right. like uh, 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 Beavis and Butthead I'm not sure where we are with Beavis and Butthead in the in the pop culture were they already on like commenting on music videos just yeah yeah, like, uh, yeah. no you're right about that I, I, I just I, I just feel like um, How I Met Your Mother starts maybe a little thin and gets more robust as it goes on and my guess is Friends starts with some some baggage that it realizes it doesn't need as it goes on and chips away at it that's that's a long-term prediction i won't get any points for that so they're okay so they're having this terrible uh joke uh, these terrible this terrible conversation and then they start they also talk about like who they're dating and breaking up with which that felt this felt like very much of a past era which this is an older era of television um, because now we expect everything to be so serialized. We expect that right. the, the, you know, the characters that, that it's when we tune into an episode of a TV show, it has been at most a week since the events of the last episode, if not, they've just happened or whatever. So the idea that Chandler, who we know wasn't dating anyone, um, uh, e- even, uh, even recently is suddenly like, Oh, I have to break up with, with, this woman I'm dating and then like Joey recently broke up with some woman he's dating we've never heard of yeah. Phoebe has some boyfriend we've never heard of that she yeah. needs to break up with that like that and that's something Seinfeld would do Seinfeld would like they have a new a new girlfriend every week right yeah. and it's not like we see them meet and like yeah. start dating they're all like singles they're all you know dating in the city you know I feel like that's to be expected but what I'm saying is that it's an older era of TV where we can assume like, Oh, since the events of the last episode, yes. Chandler has no, been dating I, I this woman long enough yeah. that breaking that we know up who she is. Yeah. And, and that breaking up is going to be a difficult thing. Whereas Joey is ahead of the game. He's very, he's very 2010s, 2020. Cause he uh, essentially recommends just ghosting her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stop calling her. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, the name of the woman that Chandler's, breaking up with is Janice. We haven't met her yet. Right. We'll get to Janice in a little bit. Um, the, and then from there we split into, so that storyline of, uh, both Chandler and Phoebe breaking up with their, uh, apparently long-term <laughs> paramours. Um, uh, Ross and Rachel are doing laundry together at a laundromat. It's Rachel's first ever time uh, doing laundry. The um, oh, speaking of Seinfeld, the uh, um, Rachel goes to save a, 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 a machine by putting her basket on top of it, mm-hmm. and the woman who takes it is like, "Sorry, no suds, no save. That's the rule." That feels like a That's very, very Seinfeld throwback to Seinfeld, for yeah, sure. That kind of thing, yeah, yeah, uh, making up these rules. It's a very Larry David type yeah. of type of thing. Um, uh, so that's it's a uh, it's a cute story of them sort of it's an early rom-com type of moment them Mm -hmm. doing laundry together we get the whole uh, they go through the whole uh, uh, thing Ross actually manages to be charming he is kind of charming yeah Yeah. when he's telling the story and then the laundry's done and he goes oh I'm sorry that's all the time we have like that's a charming moment yeah and he is trying to help her with her laundry and explain how without being like condescending or patronizing I did write down on my notes Ross equals doofus (laughs) (laughs) which I mean he is and like Rachel is 
I mean, you'd think that she would gather some things just living life about laundry, but like she yeah. didn't know one thing. About I, I get not knowing about separating out colors and whites. I don't think I knew that when I, cause my, that's the thing. I, uh, uh, I didn't do my own laundry until I moved out. Uh, so which is weird. Um, yeah, that is that I didn't do my own laundry even weird. as a teenager. Cause now I'm so like you and I are married and live together and we still do our laundry separately because yeah. I just don't want to like, I don't want to have to memorize which of your articles do and don't go in the dryer. And I don't want to have to like impose that on you. It's just like, and there's only one uh, machine just so everyone knows all in the our listeners building. know in our building, there's one washer, one dryer. So we yeah. can't like go down and do laundry together. You know, right. we could do that if we had more than one. Yeah. There's a laundromat like around the corner. We could, we could do that. We could do that. Um, I don't like going to the laundromat. Oh, I love going to the laundromat because I can do, if I want to do six loads of laundry, yeah, I could do, do it all at once. once. But the problem I don't like, at least at that laundromat by us, the dryers are too fucking hot. I've ruined more than one pair of, one article of clothing. It's all about the setting, though. No, there's just... You just hit start. You put in a quarter, and you turn the thing, and it goes. There's different settings, like not heat on settings. The, have you done laundry at this laundromat? I have. <laughs> there's not. And there's also different types of dryers. There's just one wall of identical dryers on in this mm, laundromat. There's some different ones. The entire left wall is the same dryer 24 times over. There are some different ones. Trust me. <laughs> oh my God. I don't You need to trust me. I'm the All one right, who's done my laundry pause. there. Let's run down to the laundromat. Check it out. I'm the one who's done my laundry there multiple times. Welcome back. So we just confirmed <laughs> that, that I was, was right on the dryers. Well, anyway. Okay. So the point that Rachel doesn't know how to do anything when, when Ross suggested separating her clothes, she's like, Oh, you mean the tops from the bottoms, Right. which is so dumb. That wouldn't make any sense. Excuse me. (coughs) But again, Rachel's not supposed to be that smart. And she grew up, like, rich. (coughs) Like, spoiled. Yeah, yeah, we're assuming she had, like, someone hired help to, like, do laundry for her. That's how rich she was. But I'm saying, like, even common sense stuff, like, she's... Yeah. I I think she's supposed to be kind of dim. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh... Last thing I'll say about the laundromat. No, a couple more things. One, that laundromat was packed. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe yeah. in New York City, that's that's common. In Los Angeles, it like, was tiny, and there were like twelve people. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely, the uh, COVID like trained part of my brain was like, all these people are <laughs> too, too close. People, to yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, in Los Angeles, I've never been in a laundromat that was that packed. There's like usually yeah. just a handful of people in yeah. there. Um, also, uh, Rachel puts one red sock in with her whites and everything gets tinted like pure, like millennial pink. Like, yeah, it was like, like that must've been a brand new sock. Evenly dispersed. Yeah. Like when you throw something in there, there's like a splash of red or like, but they were completely like, as if you took writ dye and like dyed a bunch of stuff perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I guess I, I get for like the visual joke, but all I was thinking is like that, that sock must've been just like dipped in. Yeah. Red it was dye. like still wet yeah. with like red dye. <laughs> and why does she have like such a, well, whatever. Uh, why does she have one brand new red sock? Yeah. I guess the other sock must've been in with, with the, the color. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. And then the third storyline, um, uh, which is dumb, a dumb story dumb premise but gave us some good uh, uh moments is joey 
wants to get back with his ex who's dating someone new. So he sets up a double date with that couple and then him and Monica. But he tells Monica that his ex's boyfriend is her brother and that this is all a setup to double date to, to get Monica to go on. Yeah. So each woman thinks the double date is a different pairing. Right. Yes. Um, so I don't like Joey just like lying to and manipulating his friend, Monica did. Can I ask you, Angela, Joey's ex, did she remind you of anyone? Anyone we know? No. Like uh, another celebrity. No. Why? Who? Cause she looks <laughs> just like Laura Palmer. Uh, oh, oh, Cheryl, Cheryl Lee. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I can yeah. see it. Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. That's, I was very distracted by it. Um, so, uh, yeah, there, there's some, there's some fun, uh, things. This restaurant is hilarious to me because it like, it was a bar, but it looked like it was supposed to be kind of like an upscale place, yeah. but they're eating chicken wings and drinking like bottled beer like it's, it was like an early gastro pub yeah that's it must have been a gastro pub. yeah yeah in 1993 ahead yeah. of the game because right. they were drinking so look at joey going to gastro pubs ghosting people he yeah. might as well be He's ahead of his time yeah. really um but yeah they were drinking like bud lights and there were like peanuts but then the bar was kind of fancy it was very confusing joey was wearing a suit i don't know what that shirt he was basically wearing like it was a three-piece suit except the vest buttoned all yeah. the way up to his yeah, neck. Yeah, that was, was a strange, real weird looking. Strange choice. Real weird looking. Yeah. I wanted the whole backstory of how Joey came to own such a suit. Well, we could talk about our favorite fashions because. Oh right, we're supposed to do that. Yeah. I forgot to write them down. Yeah, I did too. But I noticed that Monica was wearing like a weird blazer and a floral skirt, and I think floral skirts were real in because Phoebe is also wearing a floral skirt, but that's very on-brand for Phoebes. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, um, well, uh, yeah, I can't think of uh, who was wearing what. Well, I liked uh, Angela, um, <laughs> Joey's ex. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, uh, uh, he's wearing, like, a red dress. Well, the line specifically, Joey's like, you look great. And she said, that's because I'm wearing a dress that accentuates, accentuates my breasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that self-awareness yeah. on her part. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, did you have any other thoughts um, about this, this episode? Um, let's see. Um, well, uh, well, no, cause I have something about similarities with the other, but then we're going to talk about those later. Yeah. So how about you walk us through uh, season one, episode five of how I met your mother. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Um, so this was, um, an episode that kind of juxtaposed two storylines, one being, uh, Robin, Barney and Ted get to go to a club called okay. Awesome. Or it's called okay. Right. Um, so Robin gets invited, so she's on the quote-unquote VIP list. So she invites them out, and she said, oh, we should invite Marshall and Lily. And they said, oh, no, they're not going to want to do that. They're trying to be classy grown-ups. So that's the juxtaposition of like the, the bar night, the club night, versus the classy grown-up night. So Lily, is, we learned that she's a school teacher. Yeah. Which is cute. Um, she's talking to a colleague, another teacher at work, 
and she's like saying like oh talking about like wine tasting and going to a bed and breakfast and lily's kind of like thinking oh my fun is like getting sloshed at the bar i should do more adult classy things so they decide that they're going to have a wine tasting party at their apartment so um Let's see. So, yeah, they're trying to be classy grown-ups. And then in the bar... So, okay. So, at the club, um, Barney and Ted are getting ready. Um, Barney wears a shiny shirt. It's real ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I liked Lily's uh, line. We're wearing the same shirt. Oh, wait, no, that's the reflection of my shirt in your shirt. <laughs> yeah, that was really fun. Um, so, yeah, the turns out the wine night is real lame. They're there with, like, a few couples, and they're talking about, like, fixed mortgages and babies, and it's awkward, and no one's really having any fun. They're talking about tannins. Um, they, can't, they can't start drinking because one of, like, the douchey dudes is like oh we have to let let it breathe for 30 minutes and it's just like a countdown to when they can start drinking because it's so terrible um meanwhile at the club um they finally get into the club it's very very loud and that's used as kind of like um one of like the main jokes like the it's so loud that there's subtitles for everyone's conversation and it's getting very confusing because no one hears what the other person's saying um also at the club there you know it's hard for dudes to get drinks you know so um ted has to jump in front of the line he gets two beers and it's 34 dollars, and that's just like shocking to him the music's so loud um barney's being a total perv and like just grinding up on like everyone who will have him um so yeah i think it's it's a fun episode. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened in the club. Oh, so at the wine party or at the wine tasting, um, Marshall is so annoyed. He's having such an awkward time that he like goes into the bathroom and then jumps out of the window, supposedly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in telling the story, he somehow like jumps out the window. We learned they live on the third floor. Yeah. I don't know that we knew that before. Yeah. You don't uh, think I... Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so he, he jumps, jumps out, out the of window, window and gets a cab. He goes to the club. Um, he's able to get in. He oh he drinks he drinks a beer and then he one of his temporary crowns falls out, uh-huh. which I found very relatable because I had a temporary <laughs> crown. It fell out on Christmas. Christmas Eve. Christmas yeah. Eve. Um, anyway, so he's in lots of pain. He's like shouting on the dance floor. I like the subtitles like. Ah. Ah. Um, he's trying to find aspirin Barney says oh go in the bathroom maybe there's some in the bathroom he goes in the bathroom for a while he comes out and he's totally high he took like some sort of party drug in the bathroom we're led to believe we don't really know yeah we don't really know Um, so he's just like a dancing fool having a great time eventually Lily also escapes from the party also goes into the club Um, Robin Robin's outside to meet Lily and then they changed the door security guard. So she's no longer on the list or whatever. Her name's already crossed out. So then Lily is like, Oh, you just have to flash them your boobs because that's what I used to do. when I was like crazy college girl. So they did that. They got in, 
Um, Marshall is just tearing it up on the dance floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you know um, we've established that you have a crush on Marshall? Did yeah. you enjoy his dancing? I did. I loved it. <laughs> he did a great job. I yeah, thought. Yeah, I thought he so was too. like really playing the crowd too. He like took a hat off someone's head and then like swirled it around and yeah. threw it back at her. It was, it was tons of fun. Um, so he's shocked to see Lily, but then they dance together. They have a good time. Um, Ted actually hits it off with the coat check girl. It was real cute. And they talk about how played by Jim Amaze from yeah. Glee and from getting on. Yeah. Uh, she's great. Yeah. Um, and they're having a great conversation about how the things that are supposed to be fun end up being kind of shitty, like parades, New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um, clubs like this. So they're kind of just saying like, Oh, this club sucks, you know? Um, so yeah, they're hitting it off, having a good time. And, oh, this was the first episode. Sorry, I'm jumping around. This is the first episode that we don't see. They're not in the bar. Yeah, well, except in in Lily's flashback oh, where she was the doing the, the chugging contest. That yeah. was in McLaren's. But you're right. They don't actually have a scene. At, yeah. There's no scene at the bar. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And then I think they go home. Um, there's a lot of fun in the cab ride home. Yeah. But we could talk about that in funniest moments. Well, yep. I guess I guess the joke on the way home is that, I mean, everyone who's ever been to like a live concert or a loud bar or a club is like, you can't hear anything after. Your eardrums are just like busted all night. And like ringing, yeah. So they're, yeah, their ears are ringing. So they're sitting in this cab and just like screaming at each other yeah. as loud as can be. Um, but yeah, we could talk about our funniest lines. Well, oh, did you... I noticed, and I was hoping okay. that Barney would have known the cab driver by name. Right. He did that, that in that the Philadelphia a, episode. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. So that's like a, they failed on the running joke yeah. because that would have been a yeah. funny joke. Yeah. You're right. Um, am I missing anything? No, in I, this? Some things that I was going to talk about, um, unless you have more. Mm, no. Nope. Okay, uh, well, you mentioned... Oh! Oh, okay. There is. I forgot to say that um, another one of the kind of jokes at the club was that Barney was, like, grinding up against this woman all night, and, like, just from the back. Like, he didn't even know what she looked like. At one point, he asked Ted to, like, check her face to see if she was hot, which is so gross. Like, uh-huh. if that happened, <laughs> I'm sure it happens, or, you know... Um, so yeah, he keeps dancing with her because she has a cute face. Uh-huh. And then like I guess she turns around and he finds out that it's um his cousin. Yeah. His cousin Leslie. So that's gross. Um but yeah, that's it. Okay. Um What are your thoughts? Uh well just some other things I want to mention that you may, you mentioned the coach at girl, Jamie Mays, but so, some other guest uh appearances. Sam Levine was yeah, uh, one line. of the nerds who couldn't yeah. get into the the club. Um that it was kind of the jokes with those three characters were kind of lame and like obvious like nerd loser jokes yeah, but it was like, nice, nice always nice to see Sam Levine yeah. uh, also one of the boring people at the uh, wine tasting was Kyle Bornheimer yeah someone you and I once uh, saw at a restaurant yeah <laughs> we saw yeah. him at the table Shanter yeah on Christmas Eve we were just talking about how much we miss seeing celebrities in the wild yeah for people in who quarantine. don't uh live in Los Angeles um, is probably true in New York too but in Los Angeles like celebrity sightings are very common yeah. to the point where it's not like but it never really loses its 
blockbuster, yeah. right? It's yeah. still like, it's still oh, always cool. fun, but it's more often than not, it's like, wait, I know that guy from something. Yeah. And it's kind of like a, I don't want to say like B list or whatever, but like, it's usually not. You're talking about when it's someone like a Kyle Bornheimer. Yes. Yeah. Where I'm like, I don't know him by name, but I know I've watched him in multiple things. Yeah. Um, I also want to mention like the, um, the music at the club was mostly like generic, you know, mid two thousands dance music. But the final song at the end, when when Marshall and Lily were dancing, was DJ Sammy's cover of "Heaven" by Brian Adams, which is a yeah, it's a great song. Uh, and yeah, just no, another peek behind the curtain. That song came out in the early two thousands, two thousand two thousand one. I was going to raves a lot at that time in my life. Oh my gosh. Um, and so uh, I have good association with that with that song. That song would would, would come on. And Heaven's a great song, and that's an absolutely great... That dance version is an absolutely great cover of it. Yeah. Um, the last... Uh, you know what? I'll actually save this for similarities and differences. Can I ask you, would you rather go to OK or hang out at the wine tasting? I was going to get that... Uh, uh, you know what? Yeah. Uh, I think they both suck. Yeah. Um, they both looked awful to me. I don't think I would have fun with either. And... I think Marshall and Lily need to do like, cause you and I do stuff that on its face is like boring adult stuff. Like we belong to wine clubs and we love wine like, tasting but, and we love trivial pursuit. Um, but we don't do it like these people. We're not like sticks in the mud about it. Like right. we, we're like actually getting drunk, <laughs> actually getting drunk on wine. Yeah. Uh, but we still like can talk about wine. I was just, I, I thought you were going to mention, cause we, we opened up a nice, um, Syrah on Friday evening. If you remember all the, uh, and we watched, uh, we watched vibes great with Jeff Goldblum yeah, and City Lover. It was a great pairing. And I even, I said something about the tannins. You were like, cause you poured like the first glass and you yeah. were like, should I put the, this back or let it breathe? And I was like, Oh yeah, I let the tannins breathe. So yeah, it was so relatable. Yeah. But we're not boring. Like Kyle Bornheimer is. Yeah. He's got bore in his name. Yeah. That poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we don't talk about fixed mortgages or babies. Um, no. And they <laughs> they did say that, oh, next weekend there's a fondue fest at another friend's house. And I was like, oh, that could be fun. Except, well, you and I, well, cheese fondue is one thing. But you and I went to the melting pot once and vowed oh, yeah. never to go yeah, again no. because it was the hot, like, oil one. And the clothes we wore that night, it we felt like saturated. We, it was disgusting. I smelled it like, like it was in your, in your broth skin. for yeah. weeks. Yeah. Um, I don't even think those exist anymore. I want to say, pots? yeah. I hope my mom used that gift card we gave her. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you love melting pot, let us know. Um, all right. Should we move on to funniest <laughs> moments? Yeah. Uh, I will start with friends. Um, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to do two. Okay. Because I... Oh, I have two, too. Okay, good. Because I had one for most of the episode, and then at the very, very end, uh, David Schwimmer does a proud fall that made me laugh yeah, so hard. that one's mine, too. Because it, 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 it's... He is has, like, sort of a charming, smooth-like moment with Rachel and, in the laundromat and then turns and immediately waxes face on an open dryer door. Just, and like... It's, <laughs> smashes it like yeah. as hard as can be it's so funny it's so not telegraphed which was a yeah. surprise to me yeah. you know that they they managed to 
to keep me from seeing that that coming. It was really well well done. So the but the other one that I, that I had the whole time though, and we haven't really talked about Janice yet. People who have listened to past up to last week's episode or week before have, I think, gotten the impression, the correct impression, that this is going to be the one where I met your mother is going to be a pro Janice zone. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. We are hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so this is the first appearance of Janice, who I haven't seen ever again. I've seen, I haven't seen that many episodes of Friends, but I know that she is a recurring yeah. character. I know uh, she's funny. She's beautiful. I think uh, I, I'm a big fan of Jan- Janice. And um, <laughs> so my other big funniest moment of the episode is while while Chandler is like gesticulating to Phoebe to get her attention about something, and Janice is trying to find the gift she bought for Chandler. She's just going through all her big shopping bags going, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. I oh yeah. The whole, like, that. Chandler's just like making this big, like trying to get Phoebe's attention. And Janice is just over and over again. I'm looking. That's very I'm funny. Looking. So that was my, uh, the, those are my two funniest moments. Uh, was yours, <clears throat> either of yours, a Janice moment? No, it was actually just like a throwaway Phoebe line, which they usually get me. Like she's trying to calm Chandler down um, in preparation for him breaking up with Janice. But she says to him, go, go to your happy place. La, 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 <laughs> like and sings a song. Yeah. And in my mind, I hope that there was a conversation that they created like a happy place with her singing and it worked. So that was my funniest line. Um uh, okay, then you start on How I Met Your Mother. What was your funniest moment in OK Awesome? Um, well, I thought uh, there were a lot of funny moments with the captions at the at the club. Um, yeah, you mentioned the... Ah. Yeah, that was funny. Um, but I think the funniest were like the screaming in the cab on the way home. And That's mine too. Barney got my funniest one. So he obviously couldn't hear anything. So anytime someone said Barney, he said, what? Huh? What? <laughs> and then he said, yeah, they played some good songs tonight. But then the f- very funniest one was that place has great salads. <laughs> yeah. Cause the joke here is that in, he's in the front seat next to the cab driver Yeah, and Ted and Marshall and Lily are screaming about their actual, like, you know, Ted looking for love, yeah. Marshall and Lily figuring out who they are as adults. And it's funny that they're screaming when yeah. they're having actual conversations. Right. And, and Barney's, Barney's just, just chiming in with as, bullshit. He, as much as they're screaming, he, he can't even hear them. Yeah. <laughs> they played some good songs tonight. Yeah. So you think Barney likes the, the heaven cover like I do? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that was going to be mine. So I'll, uh, say my other one is surprisingly a, uh, a Barney line. But when uh, Robin says something, oh, this is also at the at McLaren's. When Robin says, when Robin invites them to OK. Oh, OK. So I'm wrong about that. Yeah, so they but it sounded right at the moment. OK. Um, but Robin says, you know, uh, he's going to get me into the VIP room. And uh, Marshall says, um, or sorry, Barney says he wants to show you his VIP. And Robin's like, what does VIP stand for in this joke or whatever? And, he, and Barney just says, well, I know that the P is penis. <laughs> I thought that was a funny joke. Not as good as Barney screaming at the end, but you took that one. Yeah. Um, we can have the same one. I think that's fine. But it's more fun, I think, for the listeners to eh. relive more moments. Oh, um, I forgot to mention another funny thing. So at the club, with with the music being a part of the of the punchline um at one point um 
Ted is kind of like just joking with this woman he's trying to dance with and just saying he realizes at one point that he could be saying anything like um, <laughs> aliens are attacking me. This place is on fire. He's just like making up bullshit because she's just shaking her head like, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're all just dancing. And then at one point he screams, I'm wetting my pants right as the music stops the beat drops yeah yeah, the beat drops and he says i'm wetting my pants and then she gets grossed out and runs away and i feel like i can very much relate at a bar not with that but i always seem to be saying something embarrassing or doing something embarrassing when the music goes down when the music goes down that's happened to me am i alone in that um maybe i'm just saying more embarrassing things that yeah i I mean I, i tend to uh keep to myself uh in public Maybe. Yeah. I talk too much on this podcast and we're in the car and we're at home. I talk all the time. That's not true. In public, though, I keep it buttoned up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want anybody knowing my business. All right. Um, Well, let's move on to similarities and differences. Um, The first thing I want to say is I think for the first time in the history of us doing this podcast, I like the How I Met Your Mother episode better than the Friends episode. Really? Huh. I don't think I do. Okay. Um, well, I think uh, the main the main reason was, as I alluded to earlier, um, the show will fi- it finds itself as it goes on, and I think um, the things like the jumping out of the window, the um, the screaming in the cab, the subtitles, like. I think the writers sort of realizing, okay, this is older Ted telling a story to someone else. He might be embellishing. He might be uh, uh, leaving things out or there might be things that he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And actually introducing that sort of heightened uh, fantastical element into mm-hmm. the storytelling mm-hmm. is, I think, a big development and becomes a part of the show going on. Okay. Uh, going forward and and so this seemed like the best use of that so far and, and maybe the writers realizing hey this is something we can we can do that can sort of make this show uh stand out and give it its own personality and so i thought uh that was really really interesting really well done and yeah there were just a lot of funny jokes yeah um i did like this episode um other similarities that i saw did you th- okay this is my own bias, but like when uh, they're talking about when Marshall and Lily are talking about how boring they're the people are they head over. I was like, yeah, those are like the friends, <laughs> right? Yeah. This is an episode that showed what would happen if the the two yeah, casts actually the friends like don't really drink and they're kind of yeah yeah and Monica and Ross especially would be yeah uh, uh, boring to talk to and they all seem like they're trying to be more grown up the friends with the exception of phoebe i guess yeah um whereas and i feel like a broken record this is the 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 sort of themes that i hit on every time when i compare the two shows is that the friends seem like they're older than they are yes and and the the how i met your mothers i guess um seem younger even though they probably are older i think uh, the characters um because i think in the first episode ted says he's 30 right in, mm. in in that first episode right. whereas I think the friends are all supposed to be at least in this point in season one in their 20s still in their late 20s yeah um, so even though the How I Met Your Mother crowd are older they have younger sensibilities and they're trying to stay younger yeah as opposed to trying to act like I don't know 
yuppies, I guess, which is what the friends seem like yeah. to me. Um, uh, other other similarities, uh, both the, this is something, both How Me and Your Mother and Friends are three camera sitcoms, you know, the, the meaning they're not shot like movies, they're shot like, like you're watching a play and, in the, and there's three cameras that are cutting mm-hmm. back and forth uh, and there's a live audience and stuff and I feel like uh, an audience a viewership uh, subconsciously just automatically accepts a, a higher level of fakiness in a three camera sitcom because I don't like both the weird proto gastropub <laughs> that Joey and Monica go to and okay the club no part of me buys it that no. that is a real place. It looks like a fake set I, in both I, cases. I wrote that. I wrote like bad sets, like in both cases. Yeah. But I think especially in How I Met Your Mother, because it is newer, I feel like there's no excuse for it. But like when they're outside of the club, it's like a city, like it's just so corny. Like the city street, it has like fake leaves and like graffiti on a dumpster. Like it's just yeah. so like, this is what New York looks like to people right. who have never been to New York or know what a city looks like. I wonder what lot they shot. How I met your mother. Well, on. it was funny. I was like watching Lily in front of the set. And I was like, this reminds me of Buffy, <laughs> not only because she's Willow, but it just looked like the sets from Buffy. The fake backstreet. The, yeah. yeah. the fake backstreet. So I wonder if it's, but I also, I don't think that is, I, I'm going to disagree that it's a time thing that we expect more to me. It's the, this is the three camera sitcom world. This Maybe. is what, what things, things look fakey on three camera sitcoms. I don't know. I, th- I thought that the laundromat, even though it seemed like so little and there were too many people in it, it looked like it was an actual laundromat. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the club didn't look like a club at all. <laughs> um, no, it definitely didn't. It's like way too bright. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I guess you have to do that. If it looked like a real club, yeah. it would be hard to see people. Yeah. Um, last comparison, uh, and then I'll toss it back to you. Uh, and I, I feel like this might be sacrilege for me to say to a lot of people, but How I Met Your Mother has the better theme song. I, uh, I don't like I'll Be There For You, but the How I Met Your Mother theme song, I, I all, every time we watch an episode... I walk away humming. It's really good. It's really catchy. Uh, it's 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 a good melody. I'll be there for you. Is uh, is trying too hard. I don't know. I like it. I think it's of the time for the show. I think it. I think it suits suits the show well. Um, well this is why we do a podcast together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Any similarities or differences you wanted to point out? I did notice a similarity, and this is kind of dark, but both had like incest jokes. So there was so when we were when um, Joey right. and Monica were on the date with the the couple, and um, when Monica still thought that they were brother and sister, <laughs> she made a joke like, um, "It's like cocktails in Appalachia," and yeah. that was like a weird incest joke but also that reminds me of something I wrote this down I can't believe I forgot to point it out when Angela tells Monica how good in bed her yeah. brother is yeah and Monica says oh my brother didn't even tell me when he lost his virginity we know it was the last episode yeah yes we know it's October 20th yeah. they know the exact yeah. date they celebrate it every year yeah the, the, the show just expected us 
not to have that kind of memory. Yeah, exactly. But I, I also think that's like you were talking about things changing. I think there has been with starting in the early two thousands, uh, late nineties, early two thousands, really early two thousands, as TV shows started coming out on DVD, people could be obsessive in, in ways that they, they weren't, uh, you know, it became, a pull media instead of a push media, if you know what, what I mean. Like, you, you don't have to wait around for the thing to show up to watch it. You could watch it at any time. People became more uh, attuned to continuity. Like appointment and, television. Uh, yeah, but I mean, they're thinking about the past more. Sure. About the, 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 the past episodes more, because they're, they're aware uh, of them. Right. Whereas uh, you, if you think about, like, old shows like Dragnet or whatever, like the same actor would show up would as like a different character every different character it's just a standalone yeah yeah and now shows don't do that because the audiences expect the show to to keep track of its own continuity Continu- in a way yeah. that I don't think they did before yeah so um so yeah back to incest jokes <laughs> <laughs> so yeah in how i met your mother of course i already talked about barney like being all like pervy with his cousin yeah 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 so yeah, those are the similarities. Um, were there any running jokes or motifs in this Friends episode you wanted um, to talk about? So ugly naked guy was laying kitchen tile. <laughs> Where do you think ugly naked guy lives in reference in comparison to George Stephanopoulos? Same building, different floor. I assume it's the same building. Okay, because yeah. they're looking in like the same. Another high rise. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What floor do you think the friends live on? I'm sure we learn at some point. Well, I guess, so I learned somewhere that initially it was like 5A, meaning they would only be on the fifth floor. Right. Um, but then they had to change their apartment number because they were always looking down on the city and it was clear that they were much higher up. Oh. So I think that's another like continuity thing. Yeah, um, I should keep an eye on the door numbers. So yeah. I've, but have we seen the hallway yet on, on friends? Not yet, yeah, but okay. we will. There'll be a lot of hallway hijinks. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Uh, well, the other thing about this Friends episode was this is the introduction of Janice. Yes. We already mentioned it, yes. but... Uh, uh, oh, shit. I wrote down her name and I forgot. It's Maggie Wheeler. Is that the actress's name? Mm, it sounds right. Let's see. I've got it right... Right goddamn here. Yes, Maggie Wheeler plays plays Janice. So, yeah, that's uh, great. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, uh, it was a great introduction. Yeah, I'm glad that we see her more. I think she gets more like annoying as time goes by. Yeah, you did like air quotes because because I I love her. I've always yeah, loved her. I, I think so too. But she get well, like she gets more like her voice cartoonish. is more yeah. yeah. But there's hints of it here, you know, when <laughs> she still <laughs> when goes, Joy ah. breaks. She has the laugh, the and also laugh. she does the. There's no video, obviously, for this podcast. But when she's like trying not to cry, and she does the like waving, <laughs> waving at her eyes well, thing is very funny. She's like the typical like Jewy, like kind okay. of always like gesticulating and being very loud, um, annoying laugh. I think those are like some stereotypes in there. Um, on how I'm in your mother, the the thing that. Uh, uh, that happened in this episode that, that will recur is Marshall goes into the bathroom and Ted's like, I don't know what happened in the bathroom. And he came out like, it's clear he did drugs of some sort. Yeah. And this will be a thing going forward that you'll, you'll see whenever drug use is com- comes to? up, it's kind of elided and it's you, the, the, the writers are saying like, Oh, this is grown up Ted not wanting to talk to his 
kids, kids about it about him and his friends doing drugs but it also serves the purpose of like getting around the net the network standards and protocols uh, you know uh-huh. you know you weren't uh, this is a, a cbs sitcom you're not going to actually see marshall doing lines in the bathroom right. uh, but they, they can they can keep the integrity of the show by saying oh this is ted you know finding a way around that because of his kids that's kind of another similarity because in the friends episode it just occurred to me um chandler they all drinks, do blow? <laughs> chandler drinks like nine espressos right and he's all like <laughs> jittery like he's coked up uh should we move on to our segments that everyone loves yeah um so the first segment is called how were we doing how were we doing <laughs> how were we okay. doing all right okay um, uh this episode of friends the one with the east german laundry detergent aired on thursday october 20th 1994 the actual uh anniversary of ross losing his virginity right <laughs> um uh, and as far as what uh, happened in Coleman, Michigan, I don't remember hearing about this, but I would have been fairly young, I guess. In Coleman, Michigan, a meteorite penetrated the roof of someone's house. Wow. Um, also, Burt Lancaster died on this day. So, R.I.P. Yes. R.I.P. Um, the idea was that we'd like talk we'd about have, things. I don't have any. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what happens when a meteorite hits someone's house. I mean, I hope everyone was okay. I, I don't know. Yeah. How big was it? Yeah. You know? I, I think of Donnie Darko. Right. Yes. It comes I to hope, mind. I hope it wasn't a Donnie Darko situation yeah. with the plane engine. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Then the, the, the 2000s one, this website is so much more robust on the 2000s one, but they're like fucking bummers. <laughs> um, uh, oh, here's a, here's a fun one on, on the day. Let's see. Monday, October 17th, 2005, the premiere of the Colbert rapport on oh. comedy central. Um, this, so I, that was after, so it started with daily show, right? And didn't it come right after the Daily Show? Yeah, it was on right after the yeah. Daily Show. That was yeah. my like entry into this. I'm like, oh, what now? What's this? Because I love the Daily Show. I watch it every day, daily. Um, but That's yeah, I was for. like, I was a little skeptical at first. Yeah, um, but I, I I loved the um, like the intro with the eagle. Yeah, the intro with the eagle was was funny. Um, I yeah, I used to watch the Daily Show. I kind of stopped. I don't really watch any of you and I don't watch any of those like. I mean, we're, I feel like you and I are pretty left, pretty much lefties. And I don't feel the need to watch like John Oliver or Samantha B like yell at me about things. I already agree. I will sometimes catch Samantha B. I'll sometimes catch Conan, even though, I mean, Conan's not like a political dude. Commentator. um, Yeah. Yeah. At this time I was watching these shows regularly. This is, um, when I first moved to Los Angeles. This is, um, I, uh, I, I mentioned that I moved, I think I mentioned on the first episode that I moved to Los Angeles just a couple weeks before how I met your mother premiered. So this is still me being new and, uh, sporadically employed. So sometimes I'd watch a lot of, a lot of TV. Uh, the thing I remember about the Colbert report that I loved is that when he'd have his interview guests, do you remember how he introduced 
like he came out to, yeah. yeah he would like he would, and then he would run, run out over to the table like he was the guest to the applause i love that so yeah, much it was really funny um so that's how were we doing next up is challenge accepted this is where we make predictions on what's going to happen in the next episode uh given only the episode title to contend with okay so the next episode of friends is called the one with the butt the one with the butt i'm going to guess that one of the characters one of the male characters uh, gets a new pair of pants that makes his butt look big. That's what I'm going to guess. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So let me write. Let me write that down. Right. Um, one of the men gets unflattering pants. <laughs> okay, that's my prediction for friends. Season one, episode six. Okay. How I Met Your Mother, season one, episode six. The name of the episode... Oh, this is a famous episode uh, among uh, uh, How I Met Your Mother fans. The name of the episode is The Slutty Pumpkin. The Slutty Pumpkin? The Slutty Pumpkin. Okay. Um, I love a Halloween episode. I'm hoping it's a Halloween party. Is that your prediction? Um, Well, yes. So I feel that maybe they'll go to a costume party and there'll be uh, like a a woman wearing a like a woman dressed as a pumpkin but like a slutty version right okay that's uh um that's your prediction I'm marking it down our challenge has been accepted mm-hmm. and that's it uh once again i still haven't set up an email address uh f- specific to the show because i don't know why uh, i guess i should do that yeah. but uh in the meantime, you can email me at david at battleshippretension.com and find my uh, movie musings and writings and talkings over at battleshippretension.com and follow me on Twitter at Davey Pretension. Uh, Natalie, you don't want people to find you as I... Okay, so uh, until then... Have a good one. Bye. No, I have to be the last one. Oh, I'm sorry. Have a good one.